Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is People Every Day. Coming up... Everything to know about Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's sweet family holiday card. Exclusive info on the second season of Emily in Paris. Plus, I interview a career flight attendant on the worst in-flight behavior she has ever seen. And how to react if you're seated near someone who's acting out and whether or not filming an incident on a plane is a good idea. It's December 23rd. Hi everyone, it's Zoe Ruderman and I am very ready for Christmas, even more so after seeing the Sussexes family holiday card, which dropped this morning. I squealed when I first saw it. The photo features Prince Harry and Meghan Markle beaming and looking up at six-month-old Lilibet Diana, while two-year-old Archie Harrison looks on. It's a big deal because it's the first public photo of Lily. And you guys, Archie has curly red hair and he looks so much like Harry. It's very adorable. Their message reads, Archie made us a mama and a papa, and Lily made us a family. They also note that they've made donations to organizations that honor and protect families, from those being relocated from Afghanistan to American families in need of paid parental leave. We know that the photo was taken over the summer at the couple's home in Santa Barbara and that it was shot by the same person who did their wedding photos. Go to people.com or People's Insta to see the holiday card for yourself. It is pure joy in photo form. Now, in other less festive Meghan Markle news, we learned this week that Meghan may be called upon to testify against Prince Andrew. The lawyer representing Prince Andrew's accuser said that she may be in a position to have seen what Prince Andrew did or heard people talk about it. And by the way, the lawyer said he likely wouldn't call on the queen out of respect and because of her age. Also, we promised you more info on how the Queen will be spending Christmas, and I am here to deliver that info. After canceling her annual Sandringham trip out of caution amid COVID, people confirmed that Prince Charles and Camilla will be joining the Queen at Windsor Castle on the 25th. Notably absent will be Princess Anne and her husband since he tested positive for COVID and the couple is currently isolating. Next up, let's journey to Paris, specifically Emily and Paris. I have TV editor Karen Mizuguchi here to tell you some juicy exclusives on season two, which just came out. Plus, she's got some awesome TV recs for the holiday break. Season two of Emily in Paris is back and Emily is in her one year abroad. Um, She's more immersed in the Parisian slash French culture. So uh, we get to see her traveling to Saint-Tropez and having a great time in Versailles. Um, She's still entangled in a romance with Gabrielle, who just broke up with his girlfriend Camille. Um, Camille just happens to be one of Emily's good friends in Paris, so that gets complicated. 
I'm especially excited for fans to see more of Ashley Park's character, Mindy Chen. She has a lot more singing. There is a BTS song and cover that she does that is amazing. Lily Collins, who plays uh, Emily Cooper, um, spoke to people about the great fashion that is in season two. In addition to the twists and turns, we see Emily contemplating whether or not she wants to stay in Paris and join a new marketing agency or return home to Chicago. Even uh, Lily Collins herself told people that she still doesn't know what Emily's choice is yet and she would love the opportunity to get to play out that storyline in season three. If you're not a fan of rom-coms or Emily in Paris may not be your cup of tea, I recommend Hacks. I loved that show. And also, if you are a fan of some complicated family drama, I also recommend Succession, which is on HBO Max as well. If you're not into those either, I say get excited for 2022. Bridgerton season two is expected in 2022, as well as uh, Shonda Rhimes' new series, Inventing Anna. Now that you're fully up to speed on everything Royals related and everything Emily and Paris, let's move on to something that feels positively American, people behaving badly on planes. If it seems like every other week you hear another wild story about someone behaving badly on a flight, that's because those cases are increasing. As a quick refresher, here are just some of the recent stories. Hawaiian Airlines diverted two flights in one day because of violent or uncooperative passengers. An American Airlines flight from New York to California was diverted after a passenger attacked a flight attendant. And how could we forget the man who was kicked off a United flight in Florida for wearing a red thong as a face mask? And not because he forgot his mask, but to make a statement. Well, I wanted to know more about this, should we call it a trend? Like how we as passengers should handle this behavior if we find ourselves seated next to, say, thong mask guy, and what it's really like to work in this industry right now and manage the uptick in awful behavior. Plus, I wanted to hear some tips for a smooth flight, especially as we go into a busy travel weekend. That's why I am so happy to talk to my next guest. Sarah Nelson is a career flight attendant and the president of the Association of Flight Attendants, which represents more than 50,000 workers at 17 airlines. Hey, Sarah, thanks for joining us. I'm happy to be here. Thanks, Zoe. So my first question for you, is COVID causing more in-flight disruptions and more unruly behavior, or are we just all paying attention more? First of all, uh, unruly and disruptive behavior on the plane is off the charts. It is exponentially higher than any other year in aviation history. And I can't really blame it on COVID. I think that we have to recognize that there's been two different narratives during this pandemic that has kept people in a state of anxiety because they don't know what to believe. And so we're seeing that play out. I'm a 25-year flight attendant. We always see social and political issues show up on our planes. And I think that that's what we're seeing here. And that's fundamentally the issue. There are some other things that we can do to try to mitigate it, but that is really what has caused the problem on our planes today. So you said it's off the charts. Can you quantify that? I think I read somewhere that there were 5,000 cases reported. What are you hearing from your members? We're headed more towards 6,000 cases that are reported. But what we're hearing from flight attendants is that this is a common occurrence. So every single day, they're having people maybe not rise to the level of needing to be reported, but being really combative in their language and refusing to comply with instructions without a lot of interference and a lot 
lot of attempts to de-escalate situations. And so it's really sort of, you know, eaten away at flight attendants. And the, the danger there is that they become hesitant in conducting their safety responsibilities. And that's the last thing we need. And it's why one of the reasons, in addition to the fact that we just don't want people going to work in that hostile environment, um, but we just cannot accept this as a new norm and we have to do everything we can to stop it. And what are some of the most common issues that you and the members have been seeing in the last year or two? So we have people who are refusing to wear the masks because that has been a flashpoint. And um, sometimes it's about just having a hard time complying. Sometimes alcohol is a contributor and people are having a harder time complying because they're inebriated or that puts them in a mood where they're doing things and saying things they wouldn't otherwise. But what we're also seeing is that 61% of these incidents also have racial, gender, and homophobic slurs included in these incidents. And so we're seeing a lot of the tensions in um, society uh, come out on our planes, and we're seeing people have to take more abuse based on who they are, who they love, or what they look like than maybe ever before. And do you mean like targeting flight attendants themselves? Targeting flight attendants um, so that uh, I'll give you an example, you know, a a uh, 38-year-old flight attendant who experienced, black woman who experienced racism on a level that she says, these are are her words, that she had never experienced in her life before, you know, a violent racial attack uh, where the the threats were coming hard and heavy with um, a lot of um, racial language, uh, hate language towards her. And then she was followed by these people when she got off the plane. And when she went home, she didn't, she felt so unsafe that she couldn't leave her home for five days. And it has taken her months and months to even be able to talk about this incident. So, oh my God. Yeah. These are really, really horrific incidents that people did not face when they went to work before. I, as a 25 year flight attendant, this used to be a really bad day in the middle of your career, maybe happening, you know, once, twice, or three times in the course of your career. And now it is a a regular occurrence. And and it makes flight attendants think when they're putting that uniform on, is it going to be a sign of leadership and authority today, or is it going to be a target for an attack? Yeah, that's really terrifying. So I know flight attendants receive training. Um, Perhaps there is no training that could prepare you for some of those incidents that you've mentioned. But as a bystander who is witnessing, whether it's a passenger targeting a flight attendant or passenger on passenger hate language or violence, what should you do as someone who's seated next to someone like this? Well, first of all, our staffing levels are at the lowest that they've been. And we are taught in that de-escalation training that if you are initially involved in the conflict, you're probably not going to be the one who's successful to de-escalate. So getting another crew member to come in and try to do that is really important. And when there's so few of us, that's very hard. So if passengers are watching this, we want to be really clear that unless there is immediate uh, possibility of physical harm, do not get involved because you may inadvertently make the situation worse. But do be a good witness. Look up and watch what's happening. And if you can get the attention of another crew member, please do report that and and be ready to give a report on the other end of the incident so that we can clearly let the authorities know what happened when there needs to be law enforcement follow-up. And does being a good witness mean taking out your phone and recording the incident? That depends. So sometimes that can add to the conflict on board and it can raise tension. So just be a little careful about that. Uh, It may be good to have a recording, but 
give it to the crew members, give it to the airlines so that they can use it properly. These things can get taken out of context if they're just put out into society as well. Um, So it's really important for law enforcement to have that for documentation. But if you're going to do that, uh, try not to make that super obvious because that can be, that can lead people to uh, do worse uh, because they're, they're, yeah, it instigates more bad behavior. Next up, more of my conversation with Sarah Nelson. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm back now with Sarah Nelson. So, Sarah, I have a question for you. A lot of people assume that there are air marshals on board every flight. And as we cover these crazy stories on people.com of bad behavior, the question that I think a lot of people have is where are the air marshals in these situations? So can you help me understand this? So we never talk about how many air marshals are on our planes because it's a security issue and we want to keep people guessing. Um, But they are not on every flight. I can tell you that for sure. And um, we love our air marshals, but they have a mission of making sure that that aircraft is not used as a weapon towards people on the ground. And for that reason, they are typically going to remain anonymous. Even if when you have air marshals on the flight, they may not get engaged because they're looking for a larger threat and they're making sure that they're staying attuned to that and making sure that they're not missing cues that maybe this could be a distraction for a larger threat. Oh, so that's that really is, interesting. Yeah, that is their mission. And um, it, now there have been air marshals who have stepped in when there has been violence uh, that has occurred and, and they've made that decision on their own, but that is not their mission on on board because this was not a threat until this year. This was not a regular threat. And really what we need is more flight attendants on board to be able to de-escalate and deal with these issues. Now, lastly, I want to ask you about the guy who tried to use a red thong as a face mask. I guess he was making a statement. Yeah, creative. Yeah, very creative, though maybe not the most hygienic. (laughs) Is that the craziest thing you've heard of or have you seen worse? Uh, no. In the course of the past year, we had a passenger spit into the mouth of a child. Um, so there are plenty of crazy things. A lot of stories of passengers deciding that the best thing, the best way to protest is to urinate all over the plane. Um, I, I actually, I'm surprised that we don't have video of the urination because the number of reports that we get from flight attendants are just more than you would ever imagine. And wow. uh, so a lot of crazy things, but that guy with the red thong, boy, you know, he wanted to do it all. He wanted to protest the mass. He wanted to tell us all we were full of it. And he wanted to try to intimidate women while he was doing it. Right. I think he also <laughs> likened himself to Rosa Parks. So he really just was oh, offensive wow. in every possible way. Yeah. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so pre-COVID, what was the wildest 
thing that you experienced on a flight as a 25-year flight attendant? Uh, well, pre-COVID, this was actually pre-9-11 because I have to say that after 9-11, there was absolutely a dip in incidents in any kind of air rage incidents. People were more aware that they needed to be on the same team and ready to uh, help the flight crews. And it wasn't until 2008 when we started to see a real change in that. Um, wow, interesting. But, yeah, yeah. So um, my craziest incident was a flight, an all-night flight from Las Vegas to Chicago. And a guy came on board. I, I was was working with two brand new flight attendants their first week on the job and a guy came on board who we kind of missed um but he was over 250 pounds he was probably 6'6 really big guy and um he had taken something before the flight because he his behavior became um increasingly aggressive but he got up uh, while other people were trying to sleep he was in the very back first he was smoking in the bathroom and then he was trying to open the back door and then he also decided it was a good idea to urinate all over the back galley and then he did a strip tease for the people in the back. And it, and as I'm looking around, and literally these things were happening one after another, so I kept reporting these issues to the flight deck so we could decide what to do. And I'm looking around for helpers, and there were no big helpers that I could identify, no firefighters or anybody that I could wow. help to think about wrestling this guy to the ground if I needed to. So I went back there and used my best teacher voice. I was a, a planning to be a teacher before a flight attendant. And I said to him, if you don't sit down and keep your hands to yourself right now, we're going to land in Des Moines and that's where you're going to spend the rest of your time. But if you stay quiet and in this seat, we'll go to Chicago and you're going to go off in handcuffs there. Uh, somehow that teacher voice did the trick and he stopped. And when we wow, landed in Sarah. Chicago, police came on and escorted him off in handcuffs. So. You could be a very scary teacher. I think that that <laughs> voice could come in handy. So one last question for you. A lot of people are going to be traveling in the next few days. What is your advice for them? Look, there's a few great tips for you. First is plan to get to the airport early because there are going to be a lot of people. Everyone is an infrequent flyer and everybody has gifts and everything. All that stuff slows down security. So don't increase your stress levels by leaving it too late for you to get to your flight. And then just make sure that you know that you're going to have to wear a mask from the time you enter that airport until the time that you leave it on the other side. Bring two masks because temperature will fluctuate and condensation can make your mask wet so you don't want to be uncomfortable, have one that you can swap out and uh, make sure that you download your airlines app because typically you can watch entertainment on the flight on that app. So those are some <laughs> handy tips to help out. And the last thing I would say is that when you're boarding that aircraft, look up from your phone, say hello to the flight attendants, let them know that you're there. You see them, you make that human interaction and just say thank you because they're away from their families and they've been through hell for the last two years. And that extra kindness will go a long way to setting the tone for your flight and making sure that they know that you have their back. That was career flight attendant Sarah Nelson with some wild stories and happy holiday travel tips. Speaking of happy holidays, if you want to make the Yuletide gay, I've got the show for you. It's called The 12 Gays of Christmas, and it's hosted by Brian Moylan. Brian interviews other members of the LGBTQIA community about their favorite holiday movies. They'll talk about the ridiculousness, the funness, and yes, the problematicness of all the holiday classics. Grab your footy pajamas and some hot cocoa and join Brian for what he calls the gayest holiday season ever.
And now I'm tossing it to your regular host, Janine, to take us into the home stretch before we at People Every Day sign off for 2021. Take it away, Janine. Thanks, Zoe. Hi, guys. It's Janine. I'm popping in from my vacation just to say, wow, thank you so much for tuning in to People Every Day all year long. Time flies, man. So much has happened since we launched the show back in February, and here we are wrapping up our very first season. For those faithful listeners out there, you know that we've done it all. We've laughed. Why, Tiffany? Why a microscope? Just because I'm a scientist, Janine. I'm a scientist. <laughs> okay. We've cried. Sadly, your mind does go towards uh, Prince Philip. Suddenly, the radio went to um, uh, the national anthem. A very somber moment at midday. And we've been truly, truly inspired. The bullet went like so close to the brain. And, you know, if you still survive, you realize that maybe you're here for, for a reason, that this is a second life. So from my family and my people family to yours, wishing you all a very safe and happy holiday. People Every Day is taking a short hiatus, but I can't wait to meet you all back here in 2022. Yes, bring it on. <laughs> when the show returns better than ever and every day. I will talk to you all soon. <laughs>